You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 327. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 327. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Well, hello, Governor. Well, hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> we're back. We're back. And we're back. Welcome back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> yeah. Right. I been gone for a minute. feel like it's been a minute since we've been in the, the bougie beige podcast room. Bougie beige. It, it's been, what, three weeks? I think it's been three weeks. Oh, thanks for hanging in there, guys. We appreciate you. Yeah, we have a little something. Escape for a we little have bit. A, a holiday gift we would like to give you. What is it? It's a a warm, warm fuzzy. fuzzy. Yay! That's right. You get a warm fuzzy. You get a warm fuzzy. You get a warm fuzzy. Warm fuzzy's all up in here. All up in. So we had to take a few weeks off, and you know I've been grappling with a couple of things with my health, and we had travel and a, you know all of the things. So thank you for hanging in there with us. But the holidays. There's yeah. lots of, yeah, I mean, it kind of came out of nowhere this year, I felt. It did. I don't know if it was that we just moved a few months ago and Mr. Smith volunteered us to <laughs> host the holiday party for right. the community that we live in. So I feel like the holidays are kind of like a friend that's hiding behind a corner with one of those big fat hands. <laughs> <laughs> and you come around the corner and they just whack you with it. It's like, bam! Yeah, that's a Or that's getting a slimed or something when you're like, what the? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm so feeling that metaphor right now. <laughs> and I'm also really excited because we do have a couple of things that I think you'll be really excited about. First of all, next week, we will be releasing the episode that we do the every episode? single year where we give you a planning guide for the oh, new yeah. year. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. I always have, it's about six pages of a, a planning guide that you can download completely for free. Helps you kind of assess the year prior and then what you want to do going forward in a really formulaic way. It tends to be pretty popular. It's so. a pretty popular one. That's why it's the podcast. That's right. So stay tuned for that next week. Also coming up, January 3rd. I'm a little fucking giddy about this. Yeah, what is it? This is a brand new podcast that I am starting with my very oh, best friend, yeah. Andrea Owen, over at Your Kick-Ass Life, and it is called Not Another Self-Help Podcast. <laughs> Not Another Self-Help Podcast. God damn it. Ugh. And we're really excited. My One of my childhood best friends is a voiceover artist, and so she did all of our intro and outro and our tags and all of Taking our- Taking my job. Yeah. Nice yeah. to see how you are. Yeah, Mr. Smith's a little, little upset about that. <laughs> but you simply just weren't available. I just I don't have that kind of talent. <laughs> you sure do. I sure do not. You do not like her. She's super talented. She is. She is yeah. great. So that is going to be jo- dropping on all major platforms on January thirtieth. We're doing a short season of eight episodes, and it's going to be about fifteen twenty minutes of like funny stories and 
what we think is pretty damn hilarious, stuff about midlife and funny situations that have happened to us. There may be a story or two of Mr. Smith. Oh, no. You'll have to stay tuned to hear about him and uh, a certain Vespa that got uh, you're gonna tell that story? quite a bit of lotion That's on it. That's embarrassing. Um, that <laughs> is something that I texted you to see if you'd give me permission, and you're like, yeah, you can tell it. I did, I did give permission. Yeah, I have. I can't sue you. I have enthusiastic consent from you. <laughs> I, so. I can't sue your ass. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So it will be talking about that for like 15, 20 minutes. And then for the the second part of the show, 15, 20 minutes, we'll be digging into a question, a question from the audience. So you may remember me posing to, to all of you if there's any specific questions that you might have. Well, we are still gathering those to see if there's enough interest in the new show for us to potentially have a second season. Mm. So if you've got some stuff that you'd really like some advice on and you definitely want to support us and want to make sure that there's a second season, go to notanotherpod.com and we'll also link that in the show notes for this show. That will be the easiest place for you to just submit a question and you might show up on season two. That's so, exciting. So that is exciting. Me, that, be, that starts January 3rd? January 3rd. It's a cool. Friday. And then we will release subsequent episodes every single Friday. Gotcha. Yeah. So should be good. All right. So I've been kind of hogging the mic here. Why don't we pass it over to you for you know what? For a little segment we like to call. Would you rather? <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. You were waiting for that? Okay. Uh, would you rather okay. go deaf for three years okay, or use floss for a week that was found on the floor of a park bathroom? The same fl- – wait, was the floss on the ground for a week or do That's I, what I was use, trying it, to like word. use it for a week? I was trying to word that. Use floss for a week that was found on the floor of a park bathroom. Okay. So I didn't put that it was on the floor for a week. You have to use it for a week. And is it a string of floss or is it like a, a container of floss? A string. Oh. Yeah, no, it's not inside of any kind of protective <laughs> mechanism. Container. No. <laughs> no. Straight up on the floor. Just it's a been stepped on just a and string. pooped on. No, I don't know. But and sand or whatever else might be. Sand. That's your like least a say word. I think of like a sandbox. Oh, that's In a park li- bathroom? Yeah. Th- Aren't there a sandbox for children? Mm, okay. All Isn't right. that like a thing for kids? I, I'm a little bit more worried about... HPV? Yeah. Or <laughs> hepatitis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hepatitis, maybe. <laughs> Hepatiti. Hepatiti. Oh, my gosh. Got an A, a B, and a C. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. And so so it's the hepatitis floss or... <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag hepatitis floss. Make that, make that happen, people. Make that trending. Hepatitis. <laughs> <laughs> but is that a Y at the end or an I? I yeah, that'd be a, or, or just that'd an be hepatitis floss. <laughs> It'd be T I D Y, right? Hepatitis. <laughs> you I, definitely don't want a hepatitis. I, I can't. <laughs> okay, wait. But what's the other one? Go deaf for three years. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but I have to use that floss for a week. For a week, yeah. And you uh, have to use it. You can't be like, I don't floss. Okay, I think I would actually go with the floss. You're going to flossy floss with the hepatitis floss? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not the hepatitis. Hepatitis. Hepatitis floss. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, and that's just speculative. There might not be any disease. We don't know. You don't know. You're but, taking it. You're risking it. That's, yeah. That's speculation. Definitely risking it. Um, but or I, go deaf for three years. That's a long time. It is a long time. 
And especially for those of you But hepatitis is forever. Well, but it's manageable, right? Yeah. But I, but again, we don't know if there's any disease on it. We're just making shit up. It very well could. It it is a crapshoot, literally. It's it's definitely, it's a, it's on the floor crapshoot. Yeah, that's right. Of potential crapshoots. Well, I still think I would choose that one because I feel like it would be really, really gross the first time you flossed. But then for the rest of the week, it would. <laughs> and you couldn't wash it. You couldn't. Okay. Okay. With that look. Wow. No, I'm no, not for you. I'm just saying like, that's one of the things people say is like, oh, I'll just wash it, then use it. Yeah. They try to do the loophole mm-hmm. delight. Loophole delight. Well, if you're wondering what the hell we're talking about with who these people are. Yeah. These pod people that like to bend the rules. That's right. They look for that loophole and Mr. Smith mm-hmm. likes to crack down. Well, we have a... Facebook group where we hang out and we talk about the Would You Rather every single Monday. And it's called the Joy Junkie After Hours Club. You missed your cue. After hours. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I was – I had was... already gotten used to you kind of like cutting me off like every time. <laughs> and now you just – You know what I was you're thinking? You're rusty, Mr. Smith. I was thinking I didn't decide on my Would You Rather. Oh, okay. So I was trying to like – Solidify my answer while you're talking. Got it. Okay. Well, first of all, before Mr. Smith gives us his riveting answer, (laughs) make sure that you come join us. We'll put it in the show notes. It's thejoyjunkie.com slash club. It's our Facebook community where you get tons of additional support. It's an amazing group. I run a really tight ship so no one sells or promotes their shit or anything like that. It's strictly personal D. and I D? Yeah, personal development. Oh, Oh, okay. Glad you clarified that. Yeah. And, you know, you're my personal day. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping so. <laughs> and on Thursdays, I do uh, a and slay segment where I go live in the Facebook group and answer questions that have been coming up. you got so, something every day of the week up there. I do. I yeah. do. We have warm, fuzzy Wednesdays. So. You take Saturday, Sunday off, right? I do. But, but yeah, during the day of the week, you're on it. And Mr. Smith hangs out, so you'll actually get to see what his real name is. Ooh, in Ooh. After Hours. That's right. All right. So come tell us in After Hours, thejoyjunkie.com slash club, what you would rather for this week. And Mr. Smith, what would you rather? I would rather go deaf for three years. Would you really? Yeah. I just don't like the risk of what is on that floss. Are you just doing that just to have a different answer? Because you like when we have different answers. Uh, maybe 60% of that. <laughs> okay. Uh, but honestly, I, I think it would be very... It would make me a lot more empathetic oh, that's a to good point. people that can't hear. That's a good um, point. And it would teach me how to live with my other senses. That's a great point. So I would. I don't want to risk the floss. I don't want a hepatitis floss. And I think it would be. It would create some more empathic uh, tendencies. Tendencies and. And we could learn sign language. And I could learn sign language. It's a great benefit. Yeah. And I'd hopefully, you know, they say when you don't have one sense, you others amplify. amplify. I would hope maybe my sight would get better or taste would get better or touch or something. How would you work? That would be so challenging. It would. I'd have to learn how to lip read too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like bad lip reading? Not bad lip reading. Oh my gosh. That's the best. If you guys haven't checked out bad lip reading on YouTube, you have got to check it out. We'll put put a funny link in the the show notes for you. You got to do the Yoda one. Link the Yoda one. Yes. Okay. Link the Yoda one. Darlene, you know. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about six ways to manage and recover from holiday stress. 
if you don't have holiday stress, this is definitely not for you. <laughs> because I <laughs> You think, are not of this world. I, exactly. Well, I think there's a couple of people who I know who have just boundaried their ass off and really employed a lot of the things that I'm sharing here. But I think it's one of those seasons where we get really convoluted in how things always have been. Mm -hmm. Like, well, we've always done this at so-and-so's house, or we've always hung these types of lights, or I always bake this specific thing, or I donate to this particular charity, and we get stuck in, in a rut. Instead of looking at all of these things as actually being choice. And not only that, but I think we get caught up in the urgency of everything. And the hurry and the rush and the busyness so that we're jumping from this event to this pageant to this shopping experience and we're not really fully engaged or enjoying the moments with our families. Sure. And I think for us, just anecdotally, things really shifted for me in 2016 at the time of the election. And that's when I really kind of took a step back and said, I – well, I really want to start donating to some of these charities and organizations that I believe are really cultivating change in the way, in the ways that I believe. And that's when we kind of said, why don't we donate all of our holiday money that we would normally spend on gifts? Why don't we donate that to these organizations that can truly, truly create change? And what I didn't realize when doing that, because originally it was very politically motivated for me sure. and, you know, sort of philanthropic. When I did that, I went, holy shit, I'm never, ever doing gifts again. This was so much better mm. because the benefit that I didn't really count on, because I always loved wrapping gifts. I could wrap gifts for hours. And you and do I, a good job, too. And I loved getting gifts and putting them in little piles, like this is for this person, this is, and then doing the wrapping. But I didn't realize how holding on to that really did incur quite a bit of stress for me and frustration and ordering things and just a lot of a lot of urgency and really unwarranted and unneeded. So since then, I think this will be what the fourth year, fifth year that we've fourth year that we've done that. And yeah. I seriously was like, I'd never want to go back because just of how much stress it allevi alleviated for us. For sure. For me. It definitely. <laughs> no, it definitely did. Like I noticed that this year, I was like, I am not stressed out this year. Yeah. At all. Yeah. No, me neither. <laughs> like, I feel like we're going through this holiday. It did, like, with Thanksgiving and travel and things like that. That hit me. Yeah. But, like, having to buy gifts and having to be prepared for this, like, it, it's It was so just really stress. the holiday party that you volunteered us for. Yeah. <laughs> no, we had a blast. We had a We awesome had a great time. time. Got to meet some cool neighbors. But that was really on our terms. Yeah, You know, and I, I'm giving him shit, but I did sign off on that and agreed to it. And we put a whole Smith system together like we always do. We killed it. But it was it was on our terms. It was our decision. It wasn't something that we got like grandfathered or grandmothered into. Like we've just always done this or a should. Yeah. And so I tell you that because I want you to start giving a little bit of credence to your own agency and your own kind of sovereignty over how you want to spend your time and spend your holiday season. One of the things that we talk about all the time on this show is 
knowing that what you want actually matters and that you don't have to twist and contort and make sure that absolutely everyone else is taken care of at all costs. I understand that it's fun to give and I understand that it's exciting to see someone's face when you got them something really amazing or to go through different traditions or things that really warm your heart. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when things are at a severe cost to your own sanity, Hmm. to where you get to that point where you're actually kind of dreading the holidays instead of excited about them. That's usually your indication that something needs to be dialed back a little bit. So obviously this is airing on December 23rd. So you might be thinking like, wow, Amy, great. I'm already (laughs) fucking way in over my head. And (laughs) uh, you're prepared for next year. Now what? So I want to use this show more so as a reflection of things that we can alter and change, because right now you are likely in the potency of I can't fucking do this again, you know, and I want you to heighten that and be aware of how frustrating things have been if they have been. I don't want to project that if that hasn't been the case. But so that next year, you kind of go, no, I made a commitment. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm Got a year make- to do it, a year to prepare. That's right. And you'll have a lovely planning guide next week that will be helpful as well. But also this this show, I wanted to talk about recovering and how you can take care of yourself in the midst of stress and how to kind of complete some of those stress cycles and, and what is really important for your natural health. All right. So number one, watch out for rules and look for shortcuts. Now, this is similar. Sounds like every day of my life. Right. That you look for a shortcut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And avoid the rules. He has like these Mr. Smith shortcuts. And (laughs) oh, my God, you guys, when we first got married, he would just drive in the carpool lane and he would say, oh, that's Mr. Smith's lane. And I was like. Uh, no, because we just got a $1,000 ticket for your ass thinking you can just drive in whatever it lane. It was too. It was not 1000 We, I mean, we had incurred a number of tickets. But let me just say, two decades have gone by and you have done really, really. And I'm really, still driving in the carpool lane. No, no, <laughs> no, you've done really, really well. So watch out for self-inflicted rules where, and this could even be about how you need to present yourself. I find myself doing that sometimes. And- I need to, like, for instance, before we went to Thanksgiving, I was like, okay, I need to do a mani. I need to do a petty. I need to pack all of this stuff. I need to make sure I have this, that, the other. And then when push came to shove, I really had to let go of the mani-pedi. And I just kind of had to go, if I don't have a manicure when I go see my family, it's going to be fine. But those are those little tiny things that mount up and compound and you think, I don't have enough time to do this and I got to do that. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Or little things like maybe your computer, you've got a bunch of shit on your desktop and you really need to organize your desktop and like your actual computer desktop. Like that's what's happening for me right now. And I notice that sometimes if I'm stressed out, those little things, I go, and I've got to organize my desktop and I need to do laundry (laughs) and I got to do, you know, where you just make it so dramatic when we can just kind of step back and go, wait a minute. I actually don't have to handle that right now. That's fine. It's okay if this gets on the back burner. It's okay if I don't have to bake these cookies from scratch. You know what? Screw it. It's already 10 o'clock at night. I'm going to go to fucking CVS and get what I need. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. those sort of things that we hold on to for with 
like a death grip because we think it has to be done a specific way. So mm. one of the tools that I use for this is POD. It's an acronym, P-O-D, postpone, omit, delegate. So looking at, is there anything that I can just put on hold? That's what I did with my manicure. And I know it sounds silly, but it's it's those small little things. And she's not going to a nail shop. She's doing it herself. I do it myself. Just so you know. Because I'm a little controlling about that. <laughs> but same thing, like getting it, being able to slide that in to your schedule too, you know, even if you were going to a place. Postponing things, omitting things that just you don't even need to do, period, that just don't matter at all. And you've just made them matter. And then finally, delegate. Who is in the house? Who can help you? You do not have to be the hero. You don't have to do it all yourself. And it might mean that if you need help with the dishwasher or taking the trash out, you're going to have to deal with your partner not doing it as perfectly as you. And again, one of those things that just doesn't fucking matter. Let go of it. Things like, oh, we have to send out Christmas cards or we have to send out, you know, Hanukkah gifts or we have to do lights a specific way. It's like, no, you actually don't. So take a little check right there and look at, are there any shortcuts that I can take? Anything that might make this a little bit smoother for myself. Hmm. Number two, make your priorities more important than your obligations. That's a good one. Now, this really applies whether we're in holiday season or not. Yeah. And so what I would highly suggest you do, especially coming out of Thanksgiving and maybe going into Christmas, if those are the the holidays you choose to celebrate, looking at what are my biggest priorities? Am I one of my own biggest priorities? Is my health a priority? Is connecting with my children, connecting with family, is not connecting with my family, one of my priorities. Mm. That is absolutely okay. Some of y'all out there have some toxic fucking families. (laughs) And not connecting with them is one of the best things that can be on your priorities. Now, not everybody is that the case. But you've got to start looking at, is it my work that's the most important thing right now? You might be in a season where it really is, where you have to step back from other things. But you are the one who has to decide what are the most important things right now. For example, if you are pregnant right now, some of the things that you've done all throughout the holiday, you know, of past, may you might not have the stamina to do it. You might need to delegate. You might not it might not be a priority to get all the cookies baked the way you always have every single year because no one else in the family will do it. You might have to let go of the goddamn cookies this year. <laughs> right? Let go of the cookies, Karen. <laughs> God damn it, Karen. <laughs> uh, so make your priorities more important than obligations. Now, obligations will come at you through family guilt, through work guilt like oh you have to participate in secret santa over at at the at your work function or you have to do this thing at church because you always have for this small group no if that's another obligation that genuinely does not help you attain more peace during the holiday it may be time to take a step back so I would highly suggest that you get this out on paper. And maybe it's even reflective now that you're going into Christmas, you know, tomorrow and the next day, Christmas Eve. It could be that you're going, I can't do this again. Here's Mm -hmm. what I did this year. I made so-and-so's 
obligations more important. Here's what my real priorities are. And you might just take a step back and look at, okay, if I didn't give a shit about what anybody said, what would I actually do for the holiday? Mm-hmm. What would I actually do? That's interesting. For me, I would not cook one goddamn thing. <laughs> and I didn't. I don't. I, have, I, didn't, I, I don't, don't care at all about a home-cooked meal. I am like, I will buy that out any day, any day. But that's me. Yeah. So having a home-cooked meal is not a priority for me. I Because cooking is not acceptable. Not your, not your thing. <laughs> if not you, your gig. Mr. Smith loves to cook. So if he oh, cooks, cook like th- that's great. But I don't expect that of anyone. To me, it's I'm like, do you want to have a holiday and work your ass off? No. Who wants to do that? No. A lot of people do. I know. And a lot of people get a lot of fulfillment from doing that. It's just not your way. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly why. But I also think there's things like that that we think there's something wrong with us if we don't find it fulfilling. Absolutely. Like, Yeah, it, no, for sure. You know, like, oh, well, everyone always cooks in my family. It's this big tradition and I hate it. Right. It's like, then don't do it. It doesn't matter if it's a tradition or not. It does not matter if it's costing you your happiness and your peace. So check in with that. Make your priorities more important than your obligations. Number three, and this is very much in tandem to that, decline with grace and say no. This can also show up in leaving early or you know, not hanging out as long as maybe somebody wants you to be. Hmm. You have to take care of yourself in that way. So... I'm going to also link in the show notes a podcast that I did specifically about peace, ushering in peace, and another episode specifically around saying no, if those are things that are really challenging for you. But a couple of little hacks here. Easy, easy ways to to say no are to use appreciation and gratitude. Thank you so much for the invite. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it. Or I really, really am so grateful for you thinking of me. I don't think it's going to work this year or vulnerability even like I'll be so honest with you. I am stretched to the max and I, I need to stay home, you know, and just being honest about what you need for yourself. Absolutely. So as we go into, if you are celebrating Christmas in the next couple of days, keep that in mind, you know, do you need to disappear for a second and go take a nap and take care of yourself? Like, All of that stuff is completely, completely fine. And I will say, too, that declining things and saying no, this is not just events. This is also things you don't want to participate in, like, you know, a gift exchange or like we got a little bit of kickback. I still think people don't love it that we don't do gifts. Uh, And I'm like, okay, you don't have to like it. You just have to respect it, (laughs) you know, and – So I think saying no also means saying yes to you and saying yes. You know, there's always sort of that trade-off. If I say yes to somebody else, that usually means I'm saying no to myself. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. And that that has a lot to do with self-worth and how you view yourself and Mm -hmm. the, the, the things that you want and how you feel actually matter. And you don't, by any stretch, have to be an asshole about it. You can... Very simply say, like, I really, really need some time to recharge. Yeah. I would but that's l- what Deep Down and Dirty teaches, right? All oh, that, my gosh. All of those foundations. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for bringing that up because this is such a time of year where 
I think people start gearing up for 2020 and mm-hmm. looking, which I can't even believe that's what's happening. <laughs> 2020, you guys. I thought we'd be flying. Like, <laughs> well, we do. like the Jetsons, like in our little like flying cars. Yeah. Elon Musk says that it's cheaper to go through tunnels than it is to go through the air. Oh, interesting. It's more energy efficient. Hmm. So we might be tunneling. So... so we might be flying through tunnels. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm up for that. But too. not by 2020. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Well, anyway, deep down and dirty. Yeah. So if you aren't aware of this, this is a a really intense four month program group program that I run. It's the only thing that I do. I got really clear a few years ago that I only wanted to work in radical transformation. I didn't want to do just like one session here or there or, you know, small little classes. I wanted a deep dive. I wanted to get into the nitty gritty of our belief systems, of our subconscious mind, how our behavior is affected by that, why we are so gripped by everyone else's opinion and really Mm. create sustainable change, like where you completely alter the course of your life. And that's exactly what Deep Down and Dirty is. It's it's amazing to watch these women go through it because they'll start off, almost everybody at the beginning starts off saying, I don't know if it's possible for me. I can't imagine actually loving who I am. Yeah. I can't actually wow. imagine feeling like I'm worthy or feeling like I'm enough. Mm-hmm. And usually there's also some major thing they want to change. Like they want to get out of a relationship or they want to manifest a soulmate. They want to lose weight. They want to start a new business. They want to quit smoking. There's usually some big external thing. And the real root of it is that they don't believe that they're valuable enough to actually make those changes or to stand up to an overbearing parent or a, you know, a toxic family member. You know, so and I have seen people disinvite people from their weddings who were, you know, really really vitriolic individuals in their life. Wow. I've seen people um like I said quit smoking. I've seen people do all sorts of stuff once they realized that they really believe that they are enough, that they're valuable. So if that's something that you're interested in and you're thinking I cannot progress into 2020 and do the same goddamn thing that 2019 was, I can't keep looking in the mirror and being my own worst critic. I can't keep being so invested in everybody else's goddamn opinion instead of my own. Then I implore you, please go check out a free workshop that I have. It's over at thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. It'll be in the show notes as well. And that chronicles some previous students that I've had, but it's also a deep dive into five major shifts that you have to make in order to get you to that place Hmm. where you've relinquished self-doubt, you've let go of perfectionism and people-pleasing, and truly become your own biggest fan. Yeah. And so you'll see at the end of that workshop, there's an opportunity to book a session with one of my strategy coaches to talk about Deep Down and Dirty and see if what you're contending with is exactly what DDD helps with. So again, thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. That's your first item of business. And yeah, we'll see. It's a good way to plan for 2020. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. So number three, we covered off decline with grace and say no. It can be even saying no to past traditions that don't work for you or things that you find offensive or anything <laughs> like that. 
All right. Number four, build in self-care, downtime and recovery. Mm. You have got to get this on the schedule. Yeah. So if you've gotten to yourself, gotten to the point this holiday season where you've packed yourself to the brim, I would start looking back at that POD, postpone, omit, delegate. Is there anything you can retract from and take off your calendar? And then how can you get yourself back on? Hmm. You've probably heard me say that anything that really is of value to you and is of merit will be either on your calendar or your to-do list. Yeah. So if you are not on one of those things, you're probably not one of your own priorities. And that's probably why you're feeling like shit. You know, it's interesting you say that. Like, there'll be times when I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this at this time. But I don't, I don't mark it on my calendar. And then inevitably – it gets filled by something else. Oh, yeah. So I need to put it into my calendar. Yes. Because I, st- I have in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that at this time. But then inevitably something will happen where yeah. there'll be a conflict. And I'm like, oh, t- I didn't put that on my calendar so I can put this. Right? It's like an out for me. Yes. And you you really taught me that too with, with workouts and stuff. Like actually booking it like an appointment yeah. and treating it like an appointment. Yep. Like you wouldn't just not show up for a client. Yep, absolutely. You wouldn't just, eh, maybe I'll just dick around on Facebook instead for when you have a client session. Right. So yeah, I think it's really important. That's something that we'll talk about a little bit next week too with planning. A lot of times things will be on your to-do list, but they don't get a time allocation in your calendar. And that is really, really where the rubber hits the road. Yeah, absolutely. So build in that self-care, that downtime, that recovery time. Get it on the schedule. And again, this is not just fluffy stuff like manicures, pedicures. I'm talking about the things that make you feel genuinely happy and good. How are you speaking to yourself? Are you trying on outfits before you go to a holiday event and just talking mad shit to yourself? Yeah. That is a piece of your self-care. How are you sleeping? How are you, you know, engaging with yourself? Are you taking time to do those little things that bring you a lot of joy, like journaling in the morning? Or for me, I love doing, like, coloring, having downtime to color, or pulling goddess cards or oracle cards, burning incense, really small little things that feel to me like I'm I'm tending to myself, I'm caring for myself. Yeah. That's All right. So we've got watch for the rules and look for shortcuts. Number two, make your priorities more important than obligations. Number three, decline with grace and start saying no. Number four, build in self-care, downtime, and recovery. Number five, keep your eyes peeled for urgent inflicted stress from others. So here's what happens when we're in in a stressful environment. And you might might very much have a depiction of somebody in your life right now (laughs) when I give you this example. When we're stressed out and we need help from somebody, we go to them and we package what we need to say in an envelope of total urgency and the intensity in your voice is like, I need help. So when somebody comes at you in that way, you have to really check that frequency that they're, that that package is kind of enveloped in and look at, okay, I understand that this is urgent for them. 
I understand that my mom is severely stressed out about this turkey. I understand that my dad is freaking out about hanging the lights. (laughs) Do I want to incur that stress? It's like they're handing you this package of stress because that's the frequency that they're operating in. Do you want to absorb that? Because if we aren't aware of it in the moment, our go-to is to mirror that. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you've heard me talk about this before. Like if you're driving along and you accidentally cut someone off and they flip you off and they're like, fuck you, motherfucker. Your instinct is to usually do the same thing back. Like, what? I didn't even see you. I didn't mean. Your instinct is usually not to go. Oh, wow, that's really insightful. You're right. I did make a really poor <laughs> error in judgment, you know. No, we, we're retaliatory. We mirror emotion. That's why when you're vulnerable with a partner or with a friend, you're more likely to elicit that vulnerability. Same is true for people coming at you. If they're coming at you with a really strong sense of stress, be aware of that Hmm. and acknowledge like, okay, I'm not going to take that on. And one of the things that you can do is, first of all, take a really, really deep breath before you answer, before you say yes to anything. Because a lot of times they'll be like, can you do this? Can you take care of this? Can you do it? And you're like, oh, my gosh, sure, sure, sure. You get caught up in it. Stop. Take a breath. The podcast about saying no, I think, will be helpful also. Mm -hmm. Take a breath and then visualize yourself in a little bubble and you can kind of go, is this something that I want to allow into my bubble? Is this something I can actually take on? Do I have the bandwidth to actually take care of this situation? I have this happen with clients where they'll call me. Yes. And they'll say, do you have anything this week? And I'm like, oh, no, I don't. Uh, let me see what I could do. Uh, right? And I'm like, is it an emergency? No, I just was wondering if you had anything this week. I'm like, oh. You know, like. It's wrapped in the package of urgency. Right. But sometimes I do it. You adopt it. Yeah. No, I don't adopt it. I'm the one that creates it. They just oh. say, do you have something this week? I and see. I inflict like, oh, they need me right now. Yeah, right? you make like, it bigger than it is. Right. Got so it. So there's a little piece to look at too is am I the one creating the drama? That's brilliant. Right. I've had a couple of situations with clients like that too where they've said, well, and I have to do this and I have to do that. And I'm like, who says? <laughs> right, right, right. Did yeah. you? Why? What, what happens if you actually say no to that thing? Probably nothing. Right. Okay. So that's brilliant. Yeah, look for where is it self-inflicted urgency. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right. And then finally, number six. This one is probably the most important. I probably should have started with this one. But check in on all areas of your health. Hmm. This is one where we tend to make everyone and everything more important than what's going on in our own bodies. So do you need to book more acupuncture, chiropractic, uh, massage? Do you need to talk with your coach? Do you need to join a support group? Do you need to talk to somebody at church? Do you need to cater to your emotional, physical, and spiritual self in a more powerful way? Because we tend to lose that. And I know for many people, the holidays can be very spiritual, mm-hmm. whether it's something about celebrating winter solstice or, you know, whether you subscribe to various religions. It can be a really meaningful, purposeful time. But if we're just like, oh my gosh, do I look good enough for church or do I look good enough to go to here? And but we miss all of what's happening within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And 
what's happening for our own connectivity, what's happening in our own body. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you fueling yours? Obviously, we're all going to indulge. Like, that's just how it goes during the holiday. But are you doing anything to support your body? Are you drinking enough water? You know, obviously, we can't go crazy. We'll save that for January when everyone loses their shit. (laughs) But right now, look at the small things that you can do to cater to your health. Hmm. And that's something that's been illuminated for me in just over the past year and a half, really, where I've had some some interesting health issues and stuff. And it's really been my body saying, you have to slow down. You have to get sleep. You can't fire on all cylinders all the time. Mm-hmm. You do to have to take care of your spirituality, your physicality, and your emotions, period. Absolutely. And oftentimes, that feeling of overwhelm, stress, and anxiety is a message from our body saying, we need you to pay attention. We need you to pay attention to the things happening inside. Mm-hmm. So take take some stock in that. Anything else that you wanted to throw into the mix? Hmm. I hope you guys enjoy the holidays. Yeah. I, I do too. That's a great, great way to kind of end. It's, it really is so precious. Life is so precious yeah. and so incredibly short. And... I, I know for many of you, you might be grieving and dealing with loss. We talked about that, yeah. if, you know, our last podcast yep. where the holidays can be really temperamental for that. So this is not about checking off lists and, you know, all these obligations. This is about being present and enjoying, enjoying life and yeah. enjoying the people in, around you. So. Hopefully that was helpful. Check the show notes for tons of other additional resources. Don't forget to tune in next week. And here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Ms. Smith, out.